Shot to the heart and you're too late, baby. You give love a bad name. Shot to the heart and you're too late, baby. You give love. You give love. I say you give love a bad name all right that's enough all right that's enough okay that's enough all right all right so tempted to do another round but i'm not gonna do that i ain't gonna do that to y'all so this episode episode eight welcome back listeners um unless this is your first time listening of course anyways this episode is about whether or not your partner settled for you or if your partner settled down with you here is the subtle difference of how i use the word settle so one of the things we have to watch out for when we are dating is if you are a person's fallback plan okay if you are I I don't even want to say the runner-up. I was thinking to say the runner-up, but that might sound too good for some of y'all. That might sound too good. Okay? But as... uh, Who was it? Oh, man. What? uh, He goes, um... Uh, number one, uh, I am number one. Two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. Oh! Okay, so... Number two is not a winner. And three, nobody remembers. So, you have to gauge when you're dating someone if you are number one okay now let me give a little uh, more context to that now you may possibly be meeting a complete stranger you also have circumstances where people have baggage and you also have circumstances where people have entanglement and they 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 just don't know if you are the one they're looking for yet but here's the deal you need to find out in the dating process if you are what they're looking for for the position of a number one pick okay so of course that can take time and that time changes based on the individual because everybody takes a different amount of time and uses different strategies to find out if that person is your number one pick. Now, here is exactly why dating is so dangerous. Well, see, what happens with a lot of people is that you're typically dating more than one person, okay? So with that in mind, positions can be kind of moving back and forth, almost like a marathon, Sometimes you're in first place. Sometimes you're in second place. Sometimes you're in third place or fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Depends on how many people this person is trying to juggle, okay? Or rotate for that matter, okay? So anyhow, anywho, one of the ways to find out if you are the fallback plan and not number one is how they respect your time. Okay. Now there is a meme that some of you may be familiar with about you don't want to be somebody's option. You want to be their priority, something like that. Okay. And so what I'm saying is related 
to that social media meme. That basically, you don't want to be caught out here as somebody who they only want to be with you for a pastime. They only want to give you the title to buy themselves time and to be a space filler until they find who they're really looking for. Okay, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that gal, okay? And people have a lot of strategies out here on how not to be alone, to get the resources they're looking for, all while they're looking for their number one pick. And herein lies the danger of dating. So you have to value your time because as some of you have heard before, that's the only thing that you cannot get back. So use your time wisely and make sure that people are respecting your time. All right, let me give you some examples here. So let's say someone sets a date with you. Hmm, let's talk about that word date. Now, typically, at least from what I remember from the dictionary, it is an appointment. It's a meeting that's scheduled. Okay. And so with that being said, I believe that it would be the respectful thing in a great way to start off if you set a time and a day and a place for you to meet. Now, everyone has their different preferences on how they want to plan. So I'm not going to put it on the guy or the gal. I'm not going to go that far. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave that, leave that piece up to you. But I would say that whichever person you are, you don't want to be the person doing all the dirty work. You don't want to be the person carrying the heavy load because then that can be an indicator that you, my friend, cares more about setting the date than the other person. And part of the trick of dating and part of the mystery of dating and part of the puzzle of dating is to see if this person cares just as much as you care about setting the date. So if you have to chase somebody to set a date, you probably care more than they do. Now, chasing is relative and maybe you like chasing and that's up to you. I'm just throwing some stuff out there for you to think about. Chasing, an example of chasing from my personal perspective is when you are texting somebody and asking them multiple times or calling somebody, whatever your mode of communication is, but you have asked them more than once about setting a date. Now that might sound kind of narrow. Like, I mean, that person may have forgotten and you might need to give them a reminder. Fine. Why don't you give them all the passes you want and then find out later if they value the date as much as you the hard way. Okay. I say, hey, you initiate. I don't care who initiates. That's just me personally. But after you initiate, if they don't remember to want to set a date with you, you're probably three nobody remembers. Okay? So, all I'm saying is, think about it. How many times do you want to ask somebody to set a date before they finally 
agree upon the date. Okay? Now, moving forward. It's awesome for somebody to set a date with you. Step number two. Once the date is set, another very awesome thing would be if they were to be on time. And if they were to not cancel on you. Now, I know things come up, things happen, and people do cancel on you. That's just life. But you have to figure out, was it a good enough reason for them to cancel? Now, that's on you. I can't be the judge of whether or not that was a good reason or not. Okay? All I'm saying is, you may want to look into that, use your discretion, and see why they're canceling. Now, if they continue to cancel one date after the next, and you see that the date is just not happening, well, that can be a clear indicator that they are probably not that interested and you're probably not that relevant. And I'm not even saying that they dislike you. I'm just saying you're just not that relevant. I don't know what they have going on on their schedule that they cannot set the date with you and agree upon and show up and be on time. I, I, I don't know why. That is where your adult wisdom needs to come into play. Okay, so for starters, again, you want to be working towards being number one. And I shouldn't say working towards. You want to see if you fit their number one place, their number one pick. Okay, that is the whole goal. Now, another thing to look out for is how is that conversation flowing? Is it a conversation where they seem to always have to get off the phone within a couple minutes? Is it the type of conversation where they just kind of hit some cordial, respectful points and then there's no elaboration. And I'm not saying, I mean, everyone's not verbal, right? So everyone may not be into elaborating. And I'm not even saying you should be on the phone all the time. This could even be in person, okay? That's all I'm saying. But if you notice that the time is being cut short quite often, and quite often is subjective and relative, so you gotta use your discretion, you might wanna ask yourself why these dates continue to be so short why these phone calls continue to be so short why are these text messages continue to be so short i'm just saying look into the matter the best way and indirectly you can okay now if this person is constantly leaving you hanging that might be a clear indicator that you're not that relevant what do i mean by leaving you hanging if they say they'll call you back but they don't seem to always follow up on the callback. If they say they're going to text you back, I'll holler at you later. I'll text you back in a minute. Or you notice that the conversation was left hanging in the middle and that happens all the time. There's no closeout in the text. Now, again, I'm not saying that you should have text conversations because I do think texting can be abused. I actually think texting is cheater friendly. I'm just saying you can multitask with texting. 
You can just shoot the text and continue to talk on the phone and do whatever you're doing online or whatever you're doing at work or hang out with. So I'm not saying your relationship should be on text. I'm not saying your relationship should be over the phone. All I'm saying is that you need to be conscious of the quality and the quantity of the time that they're putting into the text, the calls, and the in-person dating. And remember that time does matter. Now, I know people talk about not wanting to waste their time and so they got to have their ways of how they go about doing things. Now, I agree. And that's why I say, whatever you do with your time, make sure you set yourself up for a win. Now, what do I mean by set yourself up for a win? Be strategic with your plan about what you're looking for before you start the texting before you start the phone call, and before you start the in-person date. Don't just be out here being passive, letting life happen to you. Now, if you stay tuned for an episode I have coming up, I'm going to have a guest speaker coming on that knows chess very well. I don't know chess very well, which is probably why I am still single. Jokey joke, not jokey joke, jokey joke, not jokey joke. Anyhow, anywho. So, Dating is a war. Dating is a battleground. Dating is chess. And may the best man win slash woman and only the strong survive. So again, let's go back to my point about not being the fallback guy. So here's what happens if you become the fallback guy. When I say guy, I meant that I meant that for man and woman. If you all the fall, if you end up being the fallback person with the girlfriend title, you can also be a fallback person for a spouse title. Spouse does not mean safe. Okay. Spouse does not spell safe. It doesn't equal safe. I think well, I shouldn't say I think. Just know that it doesn't mean safe. If you've lived long enough and you had enough experience, spouse does not mean you're safe. Okay. We have people out here who marry for fun. We have people out here who engage for fun. We have people out here who claim people as their girlfriend or their boyfriend for fun. You got to know who you're dealing with in the game that they're playing, in the goal that they're reaching. Especially if they're an offensive dater. If they are an offensive dater, they know exactly what they want, what they're looking for, and they know how to case out their victims. I mean, sorry, not victims. Got a little on my chest there. They know how to case out who would be the best fit for their plan. And you have to be doing the same, be it man or woman. It's a dog eat dog world out here. And you have to not get eaten. Okay. Now, let's go back to my point. You don't want to be the fallback guy. Here's what happens if you end up being the fallback person. That can put you in a position where this person is never satisfied And they're going to be always looking for a way out while they're with you. The whole time you're thinking, oh, I found the love of my life. Oh, this is the the best date ever. This is the best boyfriend, girlfriend ever. This is the best spouse ever. This is the best fiance ever or whatever you call them. And the whole time you are not their number one pick. 
and they are just settling for you and not settling down with you. And all the meanwhile, they're planning their exit to stage left. They are still dating on different websites online. Well, the website would be online, right? Okay. They are still going out and hunting when they're at work, when they're out running errands, when they're hanging out with their girls or their boys. They're always hunting. Meanwhile, they come back to you and pretend that you're number one. But you were either two, not a winner, or three, nobody remembers. And then you know what happens with the numbers after that. I mean, they don't even fall in line. So, again, get your strategy on how in the world you are going to figure out if you are their number one pick. And when I say number one pick, I don't mean for somebody, for them to just use as a resource. Because you have to remember when we're out here dating, people are trying to get their lower natured needs met. Did I say that right? Lower natured needs met. Okay, that was almost alliteration there. People are out here needing shelter. People are out here, people are out here needing food. People are out here needing money. People are out here needing sex. People are out here needing to feel validated. All these things that the body needs and that your brain needs to get a boost. Remember we talked about those brain chemicals? Endorphins and dopamine and uh, serotonin and whatever those other ones are. People are trying to get a fix and they're going to get it at your expense. And dating is the number one way to do it. So you don't want to be that person where they are handing you everything you want just to keep you around until they find a better match or their number one match. You don't want to be that person. And hey, maybe you do want to be that person because maybe your game is so tight, you're doing the same thing. I mean, hey, I listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be out here playing games. I'm just trying to put y'all on game with the game that was run on me. I'm just saying, see, I ain't gonna talk about me. I ain't gonna talk about me. I ain't gonna talk about me. So again, you don't want to be anybody's fallback person. Period. Okay? Now, you have to think about what they're looking for and know what you're looking for and be offensive about it. So if you know what you're looking for, you can screen them before the date and you can case them out strategically on the date with the conversation and the type of date that you set up because you need to find out before, before they find out if they are what you're looking for, but you also need to know if you are what they're looking for because they may be what you're looking for, but you might not be what they're looking for. And then here you are, they are your number one, but you are their number two, not a winner. Or three, nobody remembers. Anyways, anywho. So again, figure that out. Because the way people know how to Maneuver and play chess in life on the dating scene is dangerous out here. 
okay? You don't want to be a casualty in the art of war, okay? Now, here's one way to protect yourself, and that is to not give up your Achilles. You know what I mean by that? I'm wondering how, if I should expand. Your, your Achilles heel, don't, don't give up the one thing that is your need or your strong, strong, strongest desire. Because if you give that up too early in the game, they can use that to get you attached, to get you hooked. All meanwhile, to buy them time to see if you're the one for them or they already know you're not the one for them. And they're out and about still hunting, looking for number one while you think you got their number, your number one, or you're hooked because they're providing that one thing that you need. There's several things you may need. Some of the Lord nature things I already mentioned. (laughs) I'm not even going to repeat them. I'm going to save time. But figure out your Achilles heel before you get out here. And you better guard that with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Because again, if they find out your Achilles heel, before you find out theirs or before you find out they're the one, you're going to find yourself in deep you-know-what. And then you're going to be hooked on the wrong hook. Okay, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of lame. But you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. All right. Now, as a teacher, people always ask me, what is the secret to your class management? Now, I have quite a few secrets, but I think my number one secret is I never let the children know my weakness. Even when they've hit my weakness, I don't sweat. I don't drop a tear. I don't run out the class. I have to have my poker face on until they run out of gas and they've tried all the strategies they've tried so that they could finally submit to the classroom culture and learn the academic skills they're supposed to learn and grow as a decent human being, for goodness sake. So they can be a productive citizen out here in this world. Okay, anyways. Dating is the same way. It's the same exact way. I'll give you some examples of the classroom. Since I've done more of that than dating. Okay. So I teach little children. Little, littles. They like to tear up your classroom to get you to submit to what they want to do. They like to yell and scream. And you know what? I think I'm going to tell y'all over the air what my weakness is because nobody should be on here that's four and five years old. My weakness is you think you're going to put your hands on somebody else's child in my classroom? Now that ain't going to happen. I ain't going to do no poker face for that. I'm stepping in on a situation like that. And then I'm going to have to start moving folks out the way how I move folks out the way. Okay. But other than that, they will not get a reaction out of me. And I hate when I tell you I don't want my things moved around in the classroom and tore up. That's a weakness of mine. But I don't let them see me sweat. I've had children tear up the classroom to get my attention. I just keep on teaching like it ain't happening while I'm melting inside, boiling inside, crashing inside. But I don't let them know that. I let them run out of gas till there's nothing, till they're tired of tearing up stuff. I let children scream 
I let children yell and cry. I've had a child cry so hard and so long one day that she threw up. And I said, all right, now you go get, go get the paper towel and clean that up. And I didn't let her know that I was crashing and tumbling down inside when that child threw up right by my feet. Y'all, I, I, I'm not going to go down the list. I don't want to make this about teaching, okay, in the classroom. All I'm saying is do not let the person you're dating. Yeah, I ain't married yet. You ain't in the, you, you ain't in the safe zone yet. And when I say marriage, I don't mean safe zone. I mean someone that was the right pick for you that you marry. If you're even trying to be married. I don't even know. Y'all, the people out here doing all kinds of stuff. So you got to make sure you get the right one someone who truly loves you that is the safe zone are they going to be perfect i doubt it but if they truly love you in my very strong dogmatic opinion they're going to fight to the end and hopefully y'all have that same love for each other so nobody quits and you keep growing together that's that's the dreamy goal right okay anyway so that's what i mean when i say safe and when i mean when i mean marriage I'm hoping when I say marriage in a safe way, I'm speaking of love. That's what I'm speaking of. And I know some people can debate that and say, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to get married to show that you love each other. Listen, I'm not going to make an episode about that. Okay. Just slipped out because I believe in marriage. Okay. So call it what you want to call it. Name it what you name want to name it. All I'm saying is true love. True love till the end. That's all I'm saying. That's the goal. That's my goal, at least. And hopefully that's your goal. Anyhow, anywho, we are approaching the 30-minute mark. And I hope I made my point clear. Do not become the fallback person. Do not be number two who's not a winner or number three nobody remembers. You don't want to be the person that they have settled for because they will not be satisfied. And you do not want to be the person that they are trying to pass time with or just trying to... This might mean the same thing, but I want to say it differently. You don't want to be that person where they're trying to be a space filler for because they don't want to be alone. You don't want to be that person that they want to part-time get a fix from. You don't want to be that person that because they're bored, they're dealing with you, okay? You want to be a top priority. I'm not going to say their number one priority because I don't know what people have in their lives. I don't know the circumstances of, you know, um, family members that they may have to take care of that could possibly have illness. I, I don't know. There are some circumstances out there people's religious views I wouldn't say that any human should come before God so but I'm just saying know the difference when you're a top priority and when you're just something to do because you're just there and available and convenient because here's the deal with any relationship that I know of you don't want to be in a position where once it gets inconvenienced And it will because that's life. The inconvenience of the relationship because life happens and circumstances happen and you go through seasons in your life. You don't want to be that person. Well, well, this is not convenient anymore. Now I'm out of here. 
Because then that means you're with a person who just wants to feel good. They can't stick around for hard times. They can't go through that baptism with you when things get rough and tough. You want to be with somebody who would take care of you in sickness and in health. You want someone who's going to be there for you. And listen, when I say this, I mean you would do the same. Okay, this is not one-sided. Okay, you want to be with somebody who if all the money was gone, you all would still have the same excitement for each other. I'm not saying y'all wouldn't be irritated. Okay, and you wouldn't be bothered because certain things just wouldn't be affordable. I'm not saying that. But you would work together to get through it. You don't want to be with somebody who, if something happens to you, God forbid you become a paraplegic or, uh, let's see, maybe you're going through a loss of a family member or anything. There's just so many hardships that can happen to people in life. And when the hardship happens, when the hard times come, you don't want the person that you thought you screened well during dating, you don't want to find out that that person was only there for convenience. You know, some people are only together because, you know, it was convenient to live together because they needed a roommate. I feel like that should be a whole nother episode. They needed financial help. They ain't going to tell you that. Maybe they will. I don't know. Some people need a roommate. Some people want someone to share the bills with. Some people... What is the thought? I'm thinking of like... how like Some people are only, only together because they, they live close to each other. You move, you move 30 minutes away. I don't know. The hours might be a stretch, but I think you could work it out and figure out how y'all can get together. But if this person is gone at the very second and at the moment... That, oh, you all no longer live 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from each other. And you live maybe 40 minutes away now, maybe an hour away. Maybe you, I mean, I don't know what the circumstances that you would have had to move away. But if that person can't stick it out and y'all can't work together to figure out how you all can live in the same place. And whether through those months or those, uh, you know what, it's a stretch to say years. But hey, if you could do it, kudos to you. If you could do a long distance relationship out of state, boy, you bad. I think it's possible. Because what's that song? Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no river wide enough. I don't know all the words, but. Ain't no. I think it says something like um, to keep me away from you, babe. Okay, anyways, this is a good time to end the episode. We're at, we're at 30 minutes, going on 31. Anyways, stay tuned for the next episode about how dating, I believe it'll be the next episode, about how dating is a game of chess and you better know how to play. Be there or be square. <laughs> I'm out of here.